This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose, and now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Hello and welcome to Dare to Find Your Voice. I am here today with Rachel Trotter. She is a writer and an edit editor at evalog.life. Tell your story. So she loves to tell people stories. She loves to share her own story to encourage other people to share their own stories. So it sounds to me like it's about vulnerability a little bit, right? Yes, a little, yes. <laughs> a little, yes, being, being willing to share our stories to connect people and to um, just promote growth and, and love and happiness. So she loves family storytelling. Um, she graduated from Weber State University and has been a, has, has had um, articles featured on ldsliving.com and mormon.org. And she is married her husband and she, her husband's name is Matt, and they have six children together, and they live in Ogden, Utah. So, um, Rachel, there's a lot of questions here that you like to ask people and a lot of questions that I have about those questions, and I'm excited to chat with you. But first, we're just going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Rachel, my first question is, how did you come to discover that you had this passion for storytelling? Well, I when I went to college, I did journalism. My, my degree is in public relations, but I ended up doing journalism. And I was, after I started having babies, I realized I didn't really want to work outside the home. And so I became a freelancer for our local newspaper. And so for about... 16 years, I worked as a newspaper reporter outside of my home, and, and that's where I kind of developed that passion for story, because I realized that everyone has a story, um, even covering a city council meeting, you know, there's a story behind all those people sitting up there making those decisions, but um, what I love the most is the features and telling 
miraculous stories about things people did. And so as I was doing that, I kind of realized that it was time for me to kind of push myself a little bit and kind of change what I was doing. And at the same time, I was able to hook up with my writing partner. And we both had the same vision and knew that people needed to tell their stories and we needed to help them to be able to do that. Nice. And so um, when you said you, you realized you needed to push yourself a little bit, what do you mean by that? Push yourself to do what? Well, I had been reporting, you know, for a long time, doing it out of my home, but I really wanted to kind of switch gears a little, um, get out of my comfort zone, start blogging. My husband had been encouraging me to blog for a really long time, and things changed at the newspaper that I was working with a great deal, and I it was just difficult to still work there, and I decided that maybe that was my cue to make a change, um, and as uncanny as it seems, and, and I don't really believe in coincidences, um, the, the lady that wanted to start doing this business had contacted me while the wheels were kind of turning about making this change and wanted me to help her with a memoir for someone's life. And so um, I started doing that and then realized that I needed to just shift gears completely. So I went to her and told her and she said, let's just do this business. And so um, that's what we did. And it has been just the greatest journey the last couple of years doing it and finding out that people really do want to tell their story. And then also figuring out that I've been telling stories to my kids for years about our family and the impact that it has had on their lives. And so being able to share that with others has been a real blessing as well. That's awesome. So, um, I have a lot of questions in my mind as you're talking. When you when you talk about you know how the stories have impacted you and your kids, do you have any examples of of how that you know maybe a story that has impacted them and how it has impacted and how do you know it's impacted them? Well, you know it's hard to say in some ways. I I was I go to Roots Tech, which is a family history conference in Salt Lake City. Uh, I went there as a newspaper reporter for a few. A, few years and then um, I go as like as an ambassador for Life. and um, my husband's a huge family historian and so I went to one of the media dinners one night and one of the speakers talked about a study how if you tell your children family stories they will be more confident and it's like a proven fact that they will have more confidence in their life and as I sat there it just dawned on me hey, you, maybe you did one thing right as a parent because my husband and I have always been very conscientious about telling about our love story to our kids and then also about other people in our family history. Um, that's one of our great dinner table topics to talk about that. And so my kids are very confident and self-aware for the most part. Not, you know, they have their struggles, but I really think that that is a reason why. You know, a lot of times people will say, your kids are so great. How did you get such great kids? And I think most of that is in spite of my husband and I, because, you know, we don't, we do so many things wrong. But I think that's one thing that has helped them to be resilient and confident in their life is that they know where they came from and they know who they are and what their names mean and what their first name and their last name means. And, and I think that has given them confidence in their life. That's really awesome. So, you know, maybe they have an ancestor or somebody who struggled with something 
that they can relate to and they got through it so they can look back and say, hey, that's a part of who I am. Is that kind of the, the basis? of this Yes, thing? yes, yes. And, and there's other little stories that we have, you know, um, I have a story when I was five years old about prayer that made a huge impact on my life. And so I always share that with my kids when they're about that age so that they know that no matter how old they are, they can say a prayer and get help immediately. And so those little things where they see, hey, mom did this, so I can do it, um, or dad did this, so I can do it, I think that is really helpful for kids. That's great. Yeah, I, I agree. In psychology, so I'm a, I'm a student of psychology, and that's one of the, there's, they talk about narratives and how important. I mean, that's how we communicate. We communicate through stories. That's how we share yeah. the things that are in our heads. You know, we can't, we can't put a movie screen on our thoughts and our images and show them to other people. So we share them through stories. It's how history is passed. It's how lessons are learned. And so it just makes a lot of sense to me that sharing stories builds, you know, self-esteem in kids and that it, it really helps us to understand who we are. And stories, a lot of times that we tell ourselves aren't, aren't the greatest, you know, sometimes we make up stories about things that have happened to us or about our own um, abilities to do things or the world. And so, you know, being able to tell those stories and become aware of, you know, where the truth comes from, sometimes having somebody else's story to go alongside with it helps to like, at least show me, well, that story that I'm telling myself doesn't match their story. So maybe my story isn't necessarily all the way right. So for me, that's been a big process as well. And improving my own awareness of what the world really is like and my own self-esteem. So I, I get that. That's really great. Yeah, for sure. One of the questions that you had sent to me that I think that you asked to people is why is it important to talk about the hard stuff? So I want you to mm -hmm. elaborate on that a little bit. So if, if you, there's a couple of reasons why, um, if, if you tell about the hard stuff when your family or other people read about it, they see that you got through it. And so if you get through it, they can get through it. Or they see that it maybe you didn't get through it. Maybe it's something that you still struggle with, but this is how you cope. Or maybe, hey, I shouldn't do this, you know, in my life. And so that is probably the biggest reason why it's important to talk about it. But it also, I find, is very therapeutic to talk about it, um, to kind of dialogue about it and realize when you talk about it, hey, I did figure this out and I did move on and I was able to overcome it. And that is a boost of confidence for yourself as well. It is. It can seem so counterintuitive. So when I asked you about vulnerability earlier, um, that's one of the things that I've learned probably has been one of my greatest um, transformations in my last, you know, my adult life. I've had huge huge transformations in my own self-confidence and my own ability to really be who I'm supposed to be. And it has been through vulnerability, which is so counterintuitive because why would I want anybody to see my weaknesses? Why would I want anybody to know about my struggles and my flaws? And, you know, you know, a lot of times we try to show up as perfect. We try to look like the magazine cover. Or we try to, you know, be the, the number one pop star, whatever it is. Or we just have so much around us that makes us feel, I believe, like we need to be perfect or we need to be something that we're not. So what I learned is the more that I have shared my vulnerability and it wasn't always on purpose, like sometimes I just broke in the middle of a crowd and it was like everyone saw me, you know. So it actually connected me to people instead of separated me. I used to feel like if they know this about me, you know, they're not going to want to be my friend or whatever. 
but it actually yeah. creates connection because it helps people to see, first of all, well, I'm okay. Because if we present ourselves as perfect, then it can cause other people to think, well, oh, gosh, I can't be perfect. So, you know, it causes that barrier. So to, even if I don't get through it, or even if, you know, my story doesn't necessarily help someone with their story directly, it still maybe helps them to know that they're okay because I'm not perfect and vice versa. And the more that I share my weaknesses, the more that I feel connected with people, which is really opposite of what I believed for a really long time. So have you experienced that? Because you say you, you shall help other people share their stories. And do you share their stories on Evalog.life? Um, if if we have their permission, yes, we do. I I did an interview with a family who had infertility issues, and they are friends of mine. And I talked with them, and you know, asked for permission to share that story. And what a sweet story and response that we got from people, because obviously infertility is a, a struggle for so many people, and for them to be vulnerable in that way. And share because it, there was there was a struggle, but there was also a triumph in the end. And to be able to share that process was really amazing to watch that kind of unfold. And so we do share other people's stories sometimes, actually quite a bit, um, if the clients are you know if our clients are willing and happy to do it. And then sometimes with blog articles, a lot I will talk to other people and kind of share with them and about them and that kind of thing too. So. Um, and have you noticed, I mean, you mentioned the infertility story, but have you noticed or been told about any connections that have happened or any healing or anything that's happened because of sharing hard stories with other people? Yes. Let, you know, people will say, you know, hey, I really needed to hear this. Um, this is something that I needed to see. Or, you know, I needed to understand more and that kind of thing. And that is so um, fulfilling to hear that. Um, I wrote an article, speaking of vulnerability, I wrote an article about forgiveness and how a good friend of mine um, forgave me for something that I did. And, it, and it, it was kind of a 20-year process for me to figure out and ask for the forgiveness and realize that I had made a mistake. And then to write about that was a huge, was huge for me to do that. And she was so willing to be a part of that. And that really made an impact on a lot of people as well. You know, I got a lot of emails and comments and messages that, hey, I, first of all, I didn't know this about you. And second of all, I, this is so cool to know that this happened and that um, this is something I can do too. Wow, that's nice. And I didn't even mean to bring this in, but it just sounds so pertinent. Brene Brown, um, you know who Brene Brown is? She talks uh -huh. a lot about shame and, and guilt and resilience and she's amazing. I really love her. But she talks about how, when we hold a story inside, it just festers as shame and it tears us down. And when we talk about it, you know, shame can't live in the light. So, um, you know, being able to just release that by speaking about it probably feels like a really huge burden lifted up, lifted off of your shoulders and opens, you know, your heart more and just can breathe easier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And I've noticed that with people that I interview too, that once they kind of share that hard thing, um, I just have been working with an older gentleman, and he was really worried about sharing some hard experiences. Um, but once he did that, you could tell that there was a burden lifted from him and that it was okay to share it. You know, there were parts of it that he chose to not share because he didn't want his 
children and grandchildren to know all of the depths of things. But Mm -hmm. the part of it he did share was a huge burden and a release for him. That's amazing. You mentioned earlier, um, you know, you share people's stories when you have permission. So I feel like in, and I get caught in this sometimes too, in this world of social media and just so much connection, it feels like sometimes we have to publish, we have to make a live video, we have to let the whole world know our stories. And that can be scary. And it can also, it can be unnecessary at times, right? So what do people do with their stories if they aren't going to publish them and, and shout them out to the world? When you well, a lot, of, a lot of times they just keep them just for their own families. Um, that That's probably the number one thing that they do. Um, I have a client, a, a couple that I work with, and they just choose to kind of randomly tell different parts of their story. And I write it out like a actual story, you know, like a, storybook kind of a thing and then they give it to their children for different occasions and it's just theirs to keep and to use for their you know for the for their family and for their um you know everyone that's to come children grandchildren great-grandchildren that kind of thing nice so if somebody has a story they they want to share they want to share with their family or maybe even just write it for themselves right now what are some tips that you can give on like how to write a story, how to, you know, structure it so that they feel like they can get started? Well, there's, there's a lot of different things that you can do. The biggest thing is to just start, um, you know, oral history recording is really magical because if you record your own voice, I mean, when you think about it, you know, what would you give to hear a voice, you know, of your grandma or, you know, someone that has passed on that you don't hear their voice. And um, if you can record it orally, that is kind of where the magic happens. Um, I would encourage people to do that and just to kind of go through and decide what they want to tell. Um, stories are told in moments. So you you don't, a lot of people look, look big and then it gets overwhelming and so they don't do it. But I would suggest just to start with small vignettes. You know, if you want to talk, Talk about your relationship with your spouse. Talk about your children. Talk about your career. Talk about your education or talk about your hometown. Like just you can start in little bits and pieces. And then before you know it, you have a whole history to down. Um, there's just so many little things you can start with. Even if you talk about your favorite food or your favorite recipes, um, there's just such a wide variety of little things you can start with. And then before you know it, you have a collection. Um, one thing that we're really working on right now is storyboarding. And um, we have a printable and a kit and everything about storyboarding. So once you've kind of started with those stories, getting them out, then you can make a, a storyboard and make a plan to put it all together. That's really cool. The fun thing is you were sharing, you know, starting with vignettes. It made me just think, because a lot of times I know I've thought, well, my story is boring. Like nobody's going to want to read my story. But when I think about the little things, like my favorite recipes or just maybe making cookies with my mom or, you know, something like that, all of a sudden that little story can be way fun. And if I have a compilation of the little stories, then all of a sudden my story becomes more fun to think about, more fun to tell and possibly more fun for somebody else to read down the road, you know? Oh, for sure. And, and that's the thing to remember. I was in a, I was teaching a class one time and um, my partner was kind of finishing things up and I was sitting by a lady and she turned to me and said, 
you know, this other, all these people have such great stories and hardships that they've overcome. And she said, I, I just feel like my, my life is so boring. I've just led this really normal life. And as she talked, I kind of got prickled on my arm and I, and I turned to her and I said, you know, I said, there's something to be led. I mean, there's something to be said for leading just an obedient life. And if you can share that with your family, what a great blessing for them to see, to see the blessings you receive for just doing the right thing your whole life. Um, your story is enough, whether you think it's boring or not. The thing that I've come to realize over the years is no one's story is boring. Um, everyone has something in their story that's worthwhile and valuable. And your kids and your grandkids are going to think it's awesome just because it was you that told it. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, a New York Times bestseller. It just needs to be something so that you will be remembered because stories are how we're remembered. Exactly. I love that. So one of the things I have learned and that I coach people in now is, again, with social media and everything, we can compare our lives or even if without social media, you know, you can compare your life to your neighbor and you can see all of the amazing things that they show, first of all, and also that, I don't know, I, I seem to notice really amazing things in other people and compare them to my really not amazing things. And so all of a sudden my life becomes boring, it becomes great, it becomes dismal. And, and it can cause depression, you know, and all of us really are looking um, when we're looking at other people's lives and we're, we're trying to imagine the life of our dreams. We're really just looking for a feeling. So one of the things that I coach people on is to look for the little moments in their lives to find the find proof that they have the life that they want already. And so, you know, coaching on journaling about my favorite memory from the past 24 hours is or, you know, things like that, to look for reasons to laugh every single day. And as I was doing that, my life just suddenly became magical, like overnight. It's like, wow, you know, what? I do have a fun life. I have a lot of reasons to laugh every single day. I have amazing memories every day. Like I have a really awesome life when before, you know, in comparing to other people, it was like, yeah, I don't have anything like she has, you know? So I love that mm -hmm. you do that. And to, to point that out and to bring that out into people to like, you know what, look at my life. My life is it's great. It's the life I live. And I actually have something to be happy about, you know? So I love, I love what you do. That's really exciting. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's, it's just, sometimes I just, I pinch myself and be like, how, how am I doing this for a job? You know, cause it's yeah. so, it's just so great. I just really love it a lot. Oh, I bet. I bet you just, I don't, it would cause me to go into just some big contemplation of hearing somebody's story and just like, wow, that was really fun. It's like watching a movie only better because it's the real person. You know? Right. How yes, fun. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you help people write stories. You, you write stories. You have a blog. What else? Like, is there a way that people can work with you? And if they want help writing their stories, what do you do? Yes. Yeah, we offer coaching sessions as well. Um, and then there's a lot of information on our website, a lot of, you know, practical storytelling tips. And we have a, a book of questions that we've written that, you know, kind of goes into those vignettes that we talked about before. And then there's just some general top 10 questions, you know, that you can ask. Um, and so we have that. We have all of those things on our website so people can just go and get some free tips if they want. Um, we also have a weekly email that we send out every week that, include usually a, cu a couple of our blog articles and then usually a practical tip that they can use every week 
too, to kind of get the ball rolling. And we have, you know, social media where we also offer that information too. So. Great. Yeah. So I met you on Twitter, so I know you're active there. What other social media platforms are you on? Uh, We have Facebook and Instagram and we post articles on LinkedIn occasionally as well and Pinterest. Great. So you're easy to find. It's (laughs) evalog.life. And we'll post that in our show notes. Um, is that, well, what are your, your Twitter handle, your, all of those? Let us know. It's um, just at evalog.life okay. for all of, for oh. all of those things. Okay. Yes. Perfect. That makes it easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have anything that you're just dying to share? Just one more tip or one more um, word of encouragement for people to start telling their stories and sharing them with each other? Well, first of all, and I kind of mentioned this before, I would just say, if you don't know where to start with telling your story, just start, just write something down, record something, um, because it will be enough. Um, Any little thing that you do today is more than what you did yesterday. And so if you just start that, that is the key. And then the other thing I would, and I know you said one thing, but the other thing that I would say is involve the youth in your storytelling. Um, let them video you and um, let them be a part of it because they, that is how they are going to connect with you and they really love it. And I know I've been doing some video work with my kids and what a great way to connect to tell your story because that's how kids relate is through video and technology. And if you can get them involved with you, like it's, it's just so rewarding and there's a strong spiritual connection there when you work with them on these projects. Wow. I'm, ex- I'm happy that you didn't just stick with one because that last tip was really a treasure. I really, I believe that. And as you're speaking, I'm getting cold, you know, chills all over my arm. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you for that reminder. You know, just, it's not just about us. It's about our, our posterity as well. So that's amazing. Um, I have one last question for you. I love and it goes right along with what you do, you know, sharing stories. I love to share good news, you know, because there's just so much around us that can drag us down if we allow it to. When we can focus on the, the happiness, on the good news, it just makes life, at least for me, a lot brighter. So what's some good news from your corner of the world that you could share with all of us? Well, it's been it's been kind of a crazy week. My husband and I are getting ready to celebrate our 25-year anniversary in June. So we went to Hawaii last week to celebrate and then when we came home, my cute daughter, um, she just returned from her LDS mission in December, and she had watched our kids during her one week of freedom from college. Um, but she is a really hard worker and found out that she earned straight A's at BYU this last semester and then earned a full-ride scholarship for next year. Wow. And um, it's just, like, it's been really good news for me because I've watched how hard she's worked and watched what a good girl she is. And just to see her be rewarded for for that has been great news in our family this week. So, Wow, I feel that great news. That is really exciting. I love to, like you said, I love to see kids plugging along, doing, you know, working towards something and then being rewarded for it is, is icing on the cake. So, man, thank you so much. It has been really a pleasure talking to you. I love everything that you stand for. It'll just keep Keep it up. I know you will. I can see the passion just in your in your eyes as you're speaking. So thank you again. And thank you. It's been a great, it's been great fun talking with you. I love what you do. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome.
EWN Podcast Network.